0: Hey, I'm Tommy Chong, welcome to High on Homegrown. Yes, yes, everybody, and welcome to High on Homegrown, the cannabis podcast from Percy'sGrowroom.com. In this week's Grow Guides, we cover a topic that not many of us like to speak about, and that is tolerance breaks. But before we move on to the episode, I just want to drop a few quick reminders that uh, we are live on Sunday, every Sunday over on our YouTube channel. Just head over to youtube.com slash high on homegrown. Or if you're logged into YouTube, then just search for high on homegrown and you'll find our channel. Please subscribe to our channel. It would be great if we could get more subscribers over there. But of course, no pressure. And you can catch our shows live every Sunday at 9pm UK time. It'll be 4pm Eastern and 1pm Pacific. So if you're free at any of those times on a Sunday, it'll be great to see you over there in the live chat. You have to be a subscriber to participate in chat. So make sure you subscribe to the channel. It'll be great to see you over there. It'll only take two minutes and it's a massive help to the show. So please head over to the channel. That's youtube.com slash high on homegrown and subscribe. And hopefully we can catch you on a live show. Uh, this week on the live show we're going to be talking about the cannabis news and events as we do every week and for the grow guides on the live show as well we're going to be talking about how to grow purple buds and also covering some listener mail questions so come and join us if you're free it'll be good to see you there but anyway let's move on with your show roll a fat one get super high and let's talk about tolerance breaks see you in a bit. So there's two types of tolerance breaks, everybody. A forced tolerance break and a forced tolerance break. <laughs> you know, nobody ever really likes to have a tolerance break. Everybody enjoys to smoke their cannabis and, you know, be high and smoke as much as they like. But sometimes you're either going to run out of cannabis or maybe you got a drug test coming up for work or something and you have to stop smoking for a little while. And depending on how much cannabis you use and depending on your level of you know, your personal level of sensitivity to addiction, sometimes it can be very difficult to have these tolerance breaks. I know when I uh, used to smoke a lot of cannabis, if I went for like five, six hours for a tolerance break, That was difficult. (laughs) That was a struggle. You know, I'd have to get up halfway through my sleep and be like, damn, I need a reefer and smoke and go back to sleep because I smoked a fuckload of weed. It wasn't really that bad, but it was pretty bad. Uh, You know, uh, tolerance breaks can be a struggle, man. And that's what we're going to be talking about on this episode of The Grow Guide. So if you need to have a tolerance break or feel as if you, you should have a tolerance break, then this episode will hopefully help you with some ideas on how you can take a tolerance break and make it more comfortable for yourself rather than suffering a shitload because it can be a struggle, man. It can be a struggle. But uh, Bubble Hacker, when was the last time you took a tolerance break? Yeah, have you taken one recently or anything like that? You Hold on, before sleep. we do that, ju- ju- just in case anybody don't know what we're talking about when we say tolerance break, it means to stop using cannabis for a certain period of time to increase your tolerance levels again. So, so- Sorry, Bubble, what are you saying?
1: no I was just saying you mean sleep
0: yeah yeah that's I what I mean know. yeah when was the last yeah. time you had a nap
1: the yeah. uh, last time I had a nap about <laughs> what six seven hours ago <laughs> somewhere around mm-hmm. there mm-hmm. um no I I don't really have many breaks but because if you see I I use medicinally um right for for pain as well so and mm-hmm. for sleep being an insomniac so Taking a tolerance break doesn't really do much positive for me. Mm-hmm. Um I on on the other hand though, I will I I'll swap around different strains so I don't become strain dependent because again, right. I'm a I'm a big believer of it being a whole lot of a whole lot more than just THC. Um you know, it, it comes down to the terpene content and things like that as well. And different terpenes work differently for me. So I I'll swap strains, but I, I don't really have a tolerance break, so to speak. Um, there may be days where I get up and I'll I'll go an extra couple of hours before I have something, but that's only because I've got to go somewhere, do something that means I have to be, you know, legitimately sober for that.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah, it's difficult <laughs> for, for people so. who who use for medical use for sure, man. TG, I'm sure you're in the same boat, right? But when was the last time you took a tolerance break? Because you're a medical user too. Do you take tolerance breaks?
3: No, I don't. Only if I go to somewhere where where I don't have weed. Like I was in the Philippines in two thousand fifteen, and that was the last time I didn't smoke weed. Oh, that's like eight years ago.
0: Yeah. So how was it when you were when you went to the Philippines? Was it a struggle to not smoke?
3: No, I, well, I don't know. I was a bit agitated, maybe like because I, you know, I have stomach problems. So for the first couple of days, it was pretty difficult to eat anything Mm. and uh that was pretty shitty but you know i i don't know i if for me it was easy to be completely blatantly honest um Mm. because my mental state i think like if i'm not in a place where where i like if weed is like here and i can easily get it i'm not gonna take a tolerance break that's stupid because i don't believe there's any detriment to using lots of weed Mm -hmm. um, unless you yourself have Detrimental qualities that weed enhances, and you don't acknowledge them, and then then it can be a problem. But uh, mm-hmm. that's a whole different thing. For me, yeah. um you know, my life is excellent, and I smoke more weed than anyone I know. So, you know, unless I get some fucking disease or something in the future, which could happen anyway, mm-hmm. uh, I don't see any issue with uh, using it as much as I do. And so, yeah, I only take breaks when I. Like, like I said, I go to the Philippines and I could have got some, you know, I knew people there, uh, but it was not worth the risk. And yeah, yeah, I was also on vacation, so it was a lot easier to be less stressed. And mm, my mm. symptoms tend to be exacerbated by stress. Yeah, and that's it. Just, well,
0: when you're out on holiday as well, you know, vacation, then that's it. There's yeah. so much less stress in the first place. So you don't necessarily need to. Sweat. You can keep your mind preoccupied with other things so you don't think about yeah. it so much.
3: I've never taken a tea break for the... This- the t part of it though for like i want to re-up my tolerance so i yeah. right mm-hmm. degrade my tolerance again so i get higher faster yeah i don't like, think anybody actually does do they i don't know i, don't know. I mean maybe they when i work. came back i definitely got way fucking higher off that mm-hmm. first couple hoots definitely because my tolerance mm-hmm. was like nothing again but that's not why mm-hmm. i did it obviously but it does work for that reason for sure you
1: know, but it you only say, only monkey, seems you're... to be sorry. But... Sorry, no, I was only saying it was only seems to be for that first session, and then you're yeah. fucking back to where it was yeah, anyway. Yeah, yeah. So, what's Definitely. the point, <laughs> mm,
0: right? Mm-hmm. But... Yeah, well, you say, Monkey, when was the last time you took a tolerance break? Have you taken a tolerance break?
2: Mm, well, you know, I guess if you want to talk about a real tolerance break, it would probably be before I started doing my own growing, so that would be a long time, but I do mm. occasionally take a few days or even a week off if I feel like it. I don't know. Sometimes I just don't feel like taking my medicine in the morning. And if my back is and knees and and everything else that aches in the morning is feeling okay. I'll just let it I'll let it slide for a few days sometimes. And mm-hmm. so I mean maybe I, I'd say the last time I did that was probably somewhere before Christmas. Uh just decided to, you know, stop smoking, stop using edibles for a few days and Everything was fine and I went back on it and, I don't know just uh, kind of like TG just follow my body do does do what my body tells me to do if I feel like I need something I'll, I'll use it and if not I'll, I'll take I'll take a break yeah so,
0: when I used to smoke man it was uh, any time off was difficult really and uh, I used to smoke shitloads of cannabis for a long time for like 20 years just smoking shitloads of weed every day all the time. You know, and it was uh, if if I like couldn't get any, you know, before I was growing in those early days of being a cannabis user, then it was difficult to sleep at night. You know, it was difficult to eat. It was very agitated, very, very moody. You know, it was it was not fun, man. It was, I was uh, I had a big problem with not smoking cannabis. If I didn't have it, it was, it was just not very nice to be around and a massive loss of appetite. Like I I wouldn't be able to eat for fucking a a day or two and it would be a struggle to eat anything. But then if I managed to get some weed and then smoke some, I'd be like, damn, I'm fucking hungry. And then then I'd eat loads of fucking everything because I I was stoned, you know, but in the UK, it's a little different because we mix tobacco with our cannabis as well. And tobacco has nicotine in, and nicotine is one of the most addictive substances on the planet. So that makes a big difference to the whole tolerance thing as well. You know, I, I just never enjoyed smoking cigarettes. So I always wanted cannabis in it. So th- there was also that part of it as well. But taking a tolerance so, break for me was always very difficult.
1: Sorry, Bob. I know you mix with um with joints, but do you mix when you're doing bongs as well? No, no. Well, bongs is just straight up weed. Oh, yeah, okay. Because, uh, yeah. you know, back in the early days, yeah, we used to mix it with the bongs as well. For yeah, and just, I know there's plenty of Aussies out there that are spinning up bowls full mm. of tobacco, uh, especially if you're paying, like I don't. So on that point, when it costs you $400 an ounce, that's mm-hmm. why a lot of people do that. It's cheaper for cigarettes, not for much longer, mm-hmm. but it is cheaper to get a pack of smokes and spin out and make it last a little longer. So, yeah, but this, I, could... I don't anymore personally. It just—it really depends on the person, on
0: how a tolerance break is going to treat you, you know. Because there is that—what's it called? It's um, it's not addiction because cannabis isn't necessarily addictive, or is it cannabis dependency? Something like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah,
2: Cannabis. uh,
0: There's a specific name for it,
2: isn't it? The cannabis misuse disorder is what they're calling it, but you know, yeah, maybe, yeah. Mm -hmm. But you know that that definition is so vague out there, you know.
0: But mm-hmm, mm-hmm. well, I, I was definitely misusing cannabis for a very long time. I didn't appreciate it for what it is, especially when you're growing your own and you've just always got a quite a, quite a lot of cannabis and you can just smoke as much as you like. And, you know, you just always grow more to replace it. Then mm-hmm. uh, things can get excessive, man. And you can consume it a lot of cannabis and it becomes habit forming, you know, <laughs> yeah. where you'll get up in the morning and you'll smoke a fat joint and you won't be hit very hard by it because, you know, you do this every fucking day. You smoke another one. And, then, you know, sometimes you'll get them more strains when you, because you'll smoke one joint sometimes to be like, mm, that was good. And then you'll be fine. But sometimes you'll smoke when you're like, mm, mm, that was fucking tasty. I'm going to have another one of those. Yeah. <laughs> Immediately <laughs> after you finish mm, the first mm, one. You know, I'm <laughs> like, mm, I'll put that out. Let me get another. <laughs> That's delicious, <laughs> crispy. Mm, mm. As my shit. You know, and sometimes it can be difficult, man, to smoke a lot of cannabis. But uh, I came to a point where you know, I was running low on cannabis after growing. It's going to be a while before a harvest, and my missus uses cannabis as medicine. When I don't, I use it just for adult use. You know, I don't use it for any medicinal purposes. I just enjoy it, especially the flavor and the texture of the smoke. I really fucking enjoy that shit. But she was using it for medicine, so I decided that I would stop for a while and she would be able to consume the rest of the cannabis we had until our harvest was done. And man, it was fucking difficult because <laughs> I'll quit smoking tobacco at the same time. So it's just like quit smoking everything, man. It's just fucking, wow. It, it was, uh, for about a week, I was just intolerable really. I didn't even want to be around myself. I did, uh, it couldn't eat very much. The sleeping was all over the place. And there's something as well, which people notice when they, uh, take tolerance break along with the complete l- loss of appetite and the inability to sleep. When you do actually get to sleep, you start having dreams, man. And yeah. this is something you don't <laughs> have when you smoke a lot. It, it, and that was really, really fucking weird for me after smoking for so long and not having dreams. Well, you would have the occasional dream, but it's rare on a rare occasion. You dream, you know, but uh, when you stop smoking and the proper REM sleep starts to kick in again, it, it, and you start having these dreams, man. Just uh, it's, it's a little bit crazy. It's like these short movies you have in your head. Yeah, yeah. Crazy shit. But that's something that happens during the start of a tea break as well. But these things that you get used to. So, I mean, what what would you say would be the reasons why people would take a tolerance break, other than running out of cannabis? You know, other than the forced tolerance breaks. Does anybody have, I mean, there's obviously because of work, you're going to be some, a majority of places probably do drug tests and they're going to do drug tests to see if anybody's using drugs. And if you're one of those people and you get caught with cannabis in your system, then you're going to be a little bit fucked. So you have to quit smoking weed for a while. Does anybody think of any other reasons why people would take tolerance break? You got any ideas, Uh DG?
3: Uh, well in my case it was just because like i didn't want to fucking go to jail in the philippines <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. get shot potentially <laughs> fucking good reason uh, bro you know you know it's just it was more work than it was worth and uh so yeah it was a uh, you know by i don't know what the word is now i'm trying to find but i had to so i just did mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it was fine but uh yeah you know work would be another one uh i don't know some people I don't think that it's fucking with their life, and you should stop using it. And then mm-hmm. there you go. That's another reason if you need to reset or something, maybe.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, man. Another one as well. Like when it when it starts to interfere with your life like that, when it's starting to be a detriment to your life, then um, that's that's when you need to really consider taking a tolerance break and trying to fix the relationship you have with cannabis. Uh, what do you think monkey? What would you say? What would you say? Is there any reasons why people take a tolerance break over there for work? Like drug Sometimes,
2: sometimes you use usage You may have spiraled to a point to where you're finding it's taking a lot more to get you a lot less high. Mm. And that's usually a pretty good indication that a tolerance break might be helpful to you. Um, mm. it, it, usually most physicians will say that after a few weeks, your body begins to reset. And then after you, you clear yourself, from a tolerance break, then you can use less to achieve the same effect as you were achieving with a lot more or actually a better effect, a healthier effect. Mm. So sometimes that's one one reason that I've used it actually. And when I use the tolerance break like that, I generally don't eliminate cannabis completely because I like a uh, maintenance dose to keep the aches and pains away and things such as that. But I will I will go to a very minimal level for a week or two sometimes. And it helps kind of reset the body down to, you know, you won't get high on on the lower levels, but it helps your body kind of get down there to where if you do need a higher dose, it's easier to get that boost back up. Mm-hmm. So so sometimes just letting your body reset is, is a good reason to, to take a tolerance break. What do you think, Bubble?
1: Uh, uh The only thing I could really think of would be something like if, if you were taking a different medicine um, or you were starting mm-hmm. a new medication or something like that, just to make sure that it was working correctly. Cause I know some medications interact with cannabis and different mm-hmm. cannabinoids that, that, and that can cause issues. Um, I think the uptake of insulin can be um, regulated differently with different, different um, cannabinoids as well. So I think you just, that that would be the thing if I was, if I went and got some tests done and it came back that I had some issues that I needed to sort, um, I'd be doing some research into whether cannabis is going to interact with those different medications as well, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then obviously that's that's I suppose, but that becomes a forced tea break, so it's not really a yeah, you know if you know what I mean. I I, I other than you what's already been said, it. yeah, sounds like
2: yeah. A, you talked. We talked about that little article a while back about. Uh, not being high when you go in for surgery. So maybe if you've got surgery coming, mm-hmm. you're ta- you're taking a tea break before you get into surgery.
1: Yeah, yeah. I don't know.
3: Yeah, no, that's I the. Would... <laughs> I was just going to say I would never choose not to be high. <laughs> I'm not gonna
0: lie. Yeah, like that. <laughs> yeah the smoke weed all the time. Yeah, it's definitely the preferred way to be for many people. And I used to be the same, man. I used to just enjoy being high. but after Because with my tolerance break, I took a month off smoking altogether and quit smoking, and I got my Mighty. And then I started to vape cannabis on the occasion rather than just smoking it all the time. And i much prefer it now, the way I am now, because now I can take it or leave it. It doesn't bother me. If I have cannabis, then cool. If I don't, then cool. It doesn't bother me either way. But back when I was a full-time smoker, god damn if I went out somewhere with the family and I couldn't take cannabis, for example, you know, if we go to a nice park somewhere, go for an hour's drive and spend a couple of hours at a park, then after a couple of hours there, like three, four hours without having a smoke, I'd be like, man, I need to go home and smoke. Come on, time to go, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and we'd have to go home early so I can go and consume some cannabis before I lose my fucking shit. You know, <laughs> and I like to be in control of my shit, man. Like I am now, you know, you know, I can, I'll be out all day for days if I fucking wanted to, it doesn't bother me. You know, I have a joint Mm -hmm. when I want it rather than feeling as if I need it now. I don't need it now. It's there when I want it. And that's perfect for me. That's the way I want it to be. I'm I'm much more in control of the, the cannabis than I used to be. And You know, if anybody is in that position where they feel as if they, they wouldn't be able to take a break from cannabis or they're dependent upon it in that way. Then it is recommended that you take a tolerance break just for a short amount of time to try and get control over your cannabis habit. You know, don't just be smoking and or to where to the point where it's a detriment on your life and the people around you as well. You know? I'm not saying that you are like that, but you know you know yourselves better than anybody else does. So you know yourself if it is being a detriment to your life, and you think it is, then do something about it. You know and take a tolerance break for a week or something. You know, the minimum you want to do is three days. But it's a struggle. It's not easy. Uh, how long would yeah. uh, would anybody recommend, uh, like, how long would you take a tolerance break just to try and balance things out again? I'd say at least two weeks was good, you know, and if you could push Ooh, for the four weeks. months. Or, two weeks, Ooh. man.
3: Two <laughs> or,
0: or if you can, you know, just try and uh, push for that whole month. Uh, doing a full 28 days that that's going to be 35
3: uh, cold turkey after smoking for eight years pretty much every day prior to is that when you went to the the philippines yeah i was there for 35 days nice nice that's what i did so yeah, did you Did you it.
0: feel better how did how did you feel after 35 days
3: pretty much the same i was probably more like ang- well not anxious but like more like wired yeah, that's probably a good word. Like, I, things were like I was ready to go faster or something. Mm-hmm. Like, not that I was always late on when I was smoking weed. I'm just like, I don't know. I just talked faster, or to put it stupidly. Yeah, yeah, know, kind of, yeah. Like, I know, I what I know exactly
0: what you mean. Yeah, yeah. So he's like, but, your
3: eyes are wider. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't know. Was like, <laughs> I don't know. I just wanted to be always be doing something. I think is is mm-hmm, a good mm-hmm. way to put it too. But no, there was no like you know I didn't nothing. Nothing happened other than I just started smoking weed and intensely when I got home too. And it was fucking a pretty awesome couple of days. I'll say that. <laughs> yeah, man.
0: The first God's time I hit that great. mighty after, I took like 28 days or something. I can't remember. No, it was, it was on the 2nd of December I stopped and then I got the mighty for Christmas. So it was like 23 days or something of absolutely no consuming cannabis whatsoever. And then when I hit the mighty, I got pretty fucking high, man. Just off, off like a third of a gram of cannabis, even less than that. It will mash you up pretty fucking quick. And it's just crazy that I used to consume like seven grams at least every day. And then just that, that third of a gram wrecked me. So it didn't take long for the tolerance levels to be flat out, you know, nothing where you can just get hit really hard from a small amount of cannabis. But if you keep doing that, then you're going to be able to the tolerance again, really quick. You know, and this is the thing, man, you like, uh, I think bubble, you said earlier, but it only takes a couple of days to get you know, the, the first session. you then you're smashed. But after that, it's is you're pretty that's okay. Totally like yeah.
1: Mm. <clears throat> I think that's a good point. Mm-hmm. If, if you are finding that you're hammering through product, like it's going out of fashion taking a tea break may help you extend that a little bit Mm -hmm. because sometimes it can just simply be, it's there, you've got it. So you're powering through it and you don't realize how much you're actually going through until you sit down and, and work it out like I've done that. Like, I've, I've sat smoked down and two ounce this week. Like, how the fuck did I go through that? Like, you know, mm, and then you, you know, mm-hmm. you start adding up what you've chucked into edibles, what you've squished, what you've made into hash, and you are like, eh, fuck, I need to slow down. <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> mm-hmm. Either that or I need another tent, right? Yeah, yeah I can't. It. No, yeah. don't stop. <laughs> you can't.
1: You can't, man. I've got enough. Like, I don't need another one. <laughs>
0: So let's say that it's time to take a tolerance break. You know, let, let's say that you are deciding that tomorrow you're gonna take a tolerance break. You're gonna have a week off at least from smoking cannabis. What would the first steps be? What would you recommend to people who are gonna do their first week of not smoking? I, mean, I would say uh, one of the first things you do is treat it like quitting cigarettes. You know, it's like get rid of the smoking stuff. Any you know, if you got weed around. Then maybe it's going to be difficult for you to do a tolerance break because it's right there and easily accessible to you. That might be difficult. So you know, uh, maybe oh, some people find it easier to have it around, you know, and have it, but you know, don't need it, and that might be easier for some people than not having cannabis there altogether. Because not having cannabis there might make you think about it all the time. So you, you know yourselves best. So figure out what would work best for you, and if you need to, get rid of all the cannabis in your house, and you know. It, give it to a friend to look after or something, you know, or or keep it around and just try not to touch you, whatever But monkey. What, what would you add for um, recommended getting ready for a tolerance break? Is there anything you'd think of?
2: I prefer to actually have it around. I don't know that that helps me on a right. tolerance break to know that once, once I'm through it, I'm already set and I'm not going to be panicking. I don't know. It's a peace of mind kind of thing.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh,
2: it's not like I'm giving it up. It's a tolerance break. So I, my break is going to be better if I know when I come back that there's quality stuff waiting for me when I get back. Um, thing is, with the tolerance break, yeah, you have to do it for yourself. So mm. if it's if it's difficult for you, that means you probably need it more than you think you do. Um, mm. Don't be hard on yourself. Go into a tolerance break with with the mindset that you're going to do. You know, whatever your, your goal is, but just always remember that you can flex. You can change the plan if you have to. Mm-hmm. Don't stress out and don't let, don't let the rules uh, make you not willing to take the tolerance break is what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. Follow mm-hmm. the plan, but be ready advice. to adapt.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's a good advice for sure.
3: What do you think, TG? Uh, to get ready for a tea break?
0: Yeah, uh-huh. the preparation for a tea break. What would you recommend? Book a holiday to the Philippines. yeah
3: go somewhere where you can't get weed and it's too risky um Mm -hmm. i don't know like i guess do it for the right reasons you know yeah yeah i I, yeah i Uh, would agree as well
0: it's like when we've any drug man like if you're quitting anything don't do it for somebody else if you are not doing it for yourself you're not going to fucking do it it's going to end unsuccessfully and it'll be just be too much of a pain when you know in your mind that you want to do this for you, for your benefit, then it's going to be a lot fucking easier to drag yourself through that shit, you know, because it's going to be difficult for the first few days, especially if you're a, a long-term, long-time user, daily user of a lot of cannabis. Then first few days of not smoking, it's going to be very difficult for you. But well, that's what I thought. I had, a, anyway. I had
3: a thought. Could you smoke a bunch of CBD? Like still smoke but cbd only and no thc perhaps yeah you
0: see i don't know i would assume so because it's it's, it's, a it's THC the thc that you're trying to get away
3: for receptors but i don't know mm, but it's Not different, different yeah. cannabinoid
0: receptors though with cbd it's different
2: receptors anyway. yeah yeah
3: yeah well the receptors,
2: I have.
1: Yeah, the receptors yeah, the receptors for cbd are your dopamine opioid and serotonin receptors so whereas thc and cbn are cb1 cb2 receptors so mm. you could there, there's no reason why you couldn't
2: yeah, I I did do that once. I had some CBD weed when I was just you know trying to take a break, and really didn't find much effect for me. I mean, it just was so different. My body didn't treat it the same at all. Well, what would you say, Bob? Well, what recommendations would you give to somebody who's just about
0: to undertake a tolerance break?
1: Um, probably the biggest thing would be finding something to keep you um amused, because a lot of the time when you're trying to do something like a tolerance break or you're trying to quit smoking cigarettes, for example, it's the, you get, there's that little boredom factor that niggles in Mm -hmm. and that a lot of the time that can be what it is. You're like, Oh yeah. Sitting there, just, you know, watching TV or whatever, or playing a video game and you go, fuck yeah. You know, I'll just go and have a, I'll just go and have a hit. And that just having something to take your mind off that makes a difference. I found actually, um, Things like lollipops, um, something to keep your hand and mouth busy at the same time. Don't even start with me, Billy. But <laughs> that, you know what I mean. Something that keeps your mind off picking the bong up or picking it or rolling yourself a joint. You know, something something to sort of distract you a little bit helps. Um, but preparing for it, knowing what's coming—that's that's, that's mm-hmm. probably the biggest thing. You know, knowing that you're going to probably struggle a little bit with sleep. Knowing that you're gonna have some bugging out there dreams, it's it's gonna happen. Um that's probably the biggest thing. Uh yeah. other other than that, really there's not a whole lot. I mean, it's it's for some people, I'm sure it is, but for for most people, it's not like an opioid thing. It's not where you've got to um you know, be mindful of the of the coming down of it and things like that. It's not like alcohol addiction where, you know, you're going to be getting um, you know, with, with serious withdrawals. Like, yes, some people do suffer from withdrawal symptoms with cannabis and there are certain things that that would class as a withdrawal symptom, but compared to things like, you know, the, oak, the any any opioid Yeah, exactly. There's, you know, it's a lot different. Um, It's a lot more of a mild version compared to some of those. So, but being aware that that can happen um, and that is a thing. And if you are using it medicinally, knowing that, you know, for whatever reason you're using it medicinally, those, those conditions you're using to using it to treat are probably going to be fine while your system resets but you'll start to see those conditions creeping back in after you, you start um, your body starts resetting and those receptors aren't as saturated as they were. Mm-hmm. So understanding what's happening, I suppose, and what's going to happen is probably the biggest thing. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. That's right, man. You just try and understand that what the process is like when you quit and you're not, you're not going to quit for long. You know, you can still partake, you know, maybe even just, Breaking it down to one joint before bed to help you sleep, or if, especially if you're a medical user like TG, you know, it's like instead of smoking all day, just smoke before you need to eat a meal to help you and eat mate.
2: or something like that. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. I mean, that's what I'm talking about. Be flexible with
0: mm-hmm. yourself. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. right. Don't be too hard on yourself, man. Even a small reduction is somewhat of a tolerance break. Right? So just do what you can, do what you think is best.
2: It all depends what you're taking the tolerance break for, but yes, just by reducing mm-hmm. your intake, it's going to make the effect of, of the cannabis different in, in your system over time. So, all mm-hmm. means that's not a bad idea. Sometimes, just reduce your intake.
0: Gilbert just said those exercises also a great tool, and that is definitely right, man. If you can pick up some form of exercise, like uh, maybe running, bike riding, you know, even pop into the gym and go into the fucking sauna, man, that's the shit right there. You know, that works for me. I like that shit. But if, if you don't, then don't do it. But, you know, if you enjoy something like that, then go and do that, man. And and try not to do anything that's too frustrating. You know, like, uh, don't be playing Call of Duty multiplayer. And <laughs> you know, getting yeah. rage because you got some 12-year-old kid killing you all the
2: fucking time. Don't do yeah, that. Especially if you, every time you do that or used to do that, you're used to, you know, sparking one up and getting high mm-hmm. before you do mm-hmm. it. Because now mm-hmm. that's an association that you've made here.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, and Chuba also said a good one there,
0: microdose in mushrooms is also a good idea. And you know, things like that, you psilocybin and yeah. other psychedelics Substitute can help with any drugs. form of addiction. Yeah, yeah, change to a different drug, you know. That's what I did.
3: <laughs> yeah, that's what I drank I mean I don't smoke weed in the Philippines, but I drank copious amounts of uh the finest San Miguel beer there was. <laughs> so yeah. again, is there anything do... like
0: a fine San Miguel? <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah, well this it was pretty good. Uh, this stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, they have it, they brew it there too. It's not the Spanish stuff. Nice. Spain. nice. Anyway. Mm-hmm. um, Yeah. I agree with bubble that like, because I was so, you know, we were doing shit every day. We were going like hiking and swimming and all kinds of things. Distractions definitely help to keep mm-hmm. your mind off of, you know, you're just like standing around smoking a joint. I, I will admit there's many, 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 many occasions where I was sitting on, you know, the balcony of the beach house or wherever and being like, man, like, fuck, a couple joints right now would be excellent, but mm-hmm. you know, what are you going to do?
0: So yeah, right, stay bro. busy. That's a good one. And that's it. Yeah. Just don't be too hard on yourself when you're doing it, you know, do it because you want to do the tolerance break. That's the best kind of tolerance break to take is doing it because yeah. you want to, when you are forced into it, when you're taking these on tolerance break, it's a lot more difficult when you're doing it because you don't want to, because you've run out of weed or something, you know, and that's just not cool. It's not cool they're difficult ones man but you can do it anyway you know it's just it's gonna be difficult but you'll be fine man it's not gonna kill you you know just try and keep yourself occupied with something somebody mentioned as well eating sugary sweets can help keep the blood sugar level up while you, you're going through the uh stages of uh I don't know, the transition stage in between not being high to and being it's not that going. bad
3: if i can do it fuck,
2: anyone can do it <laughs> <laughs> yeah i actually Just love the it. idea of keeping yourself busy because that come to think of it that's exactly what i've done every time
1: mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. it makes a it huge difference
0: yeah sure. as an individual you know yourself better than anybody else and you know what it's going to take for you to be able to take a tolerance break and be successful at it and you know you might not be successful the first time around or the second but if you want to take a tolerance break, then do it, man. And, you know, just keep trying and, and stick to it. Uh, one of the one of the things that uh, I realized when I took my long-ass tolerance break and changed the way I consume cannabis altogether was, you know, I just didn't have a good relationship with cannabis and I was abusing it far too much, man. And I knew that. Nobody needed to tell me that. You know, it's not about nobody else's fucking business. If they did tell me that, I would say, shut your bitch-ass mouth. What the fuck has it got to do with you? You know? but when i told myself that my relationship with cannabis wasn't good and it wasn't working then that made me you know reconsider things and made me do a tolerance break and it ended up good for me and i prefer the way i am now to prefer the way i used to be i used to be high you know for the 18 hours a day that i was awake and most of my sleep you know until it wears off and you smoke again in the morning i was high all the time man for many 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 years and I prefer n- now just being uh, straight-headed most of the time, hit, hit a fucking pipe when I want to hit a pipe, hit the mighty if I want to. You know, I'm being in control of the cannabis habit rather than feeling as if it controls me. But I still enjoy having cannabis as part of my life. It's not like I've quit altogether. I just, uh, yeah, it's poor lifestyle, not a cannabis use issue. Bit of both, really. Bit of both. But yeah,
1: uh... I, I think I think it comes down to that as you... Progress through your life, you kind of develop a different relationship with it. You realize that you can, you know, you don't. But when you're young, getting high, epic, right? So (laughs) it's one of those things that we. But I would say, probably all of us on the panel started fairly young or smoking fairly young, and would have, you know, been smoking for years and remember the the old good old days when you go out with the boys. And you'd all get a couple of grams and sit around and smoke it, get high as shit and do something stupid. And then as you as you become older and wiser, that that sort of changes the way in your relationship with cannabis as well. But um consumption methods are a big thing, I think. As you said, you know, going from smoking every day to now vaping. Um <laughs> yeah, you, you know, and it that that in itself changes your whole relationship because all of a sudden you've gone from okay it's great it tastes you know weed tastes like weed and i'm getting super high to now you you're getting the full benefit of all those terpenes and the flavors and you you find you're more into the flavor than you are necessarily the highest so Mm -hmm.
0: um that's it i don't want it to make it sound as if we're preaching at all to anybody you know it's completely up to you it's your life your body it's your weed you know, you smoke as much as you like, man. It's completely up to you. But if you want to take a tolerance break as well, you know, then take a tolerance break man. you know what's best for you and just do what's best for you. It's as easy as that really. And if anybody needs any help or advice or some support while they're trying to go through a tolerance break, then, you know, we are here to help as well. Nobody's forcing you to smoke a shitload of weed. Nobody's forcing you to quit. We're happy with whatever you are doing. As long as you're happy, everybody else should be happy as well. So just do you, man. You do you. That's how it should go. But um, Regarding drug tests, because that's something I wanted to cover when we're doing this. Some people would have to take a tolerance break because they're taking a drug test, which is a bit shit. That's one of them forced tolerance breaks, which nobody really wants to do. Mm-hmm. And Some people have to deal with that shit, man. And it, it takes about 28 days, depending on how much fat there is in your body, because the THC clings to the fat molecules in your body. And as the fat, breaks down it lets go of the thc and puts it back into your blood so uh, when you smoke a lot of cannabis and it binds to all the fat in your body then it can take a long time for it to get out of your body but on average it takes about 28 days for the thc to leave the fat and uh, leave your body in the system and that's just like your blood when it comes to hair it can be in your hair for a long time so, I was
1: gonna say it depends on testing method mm-hmm, because you know mm-hmm. you may you may be piss and clear, but if they're testing your hair follicle, mm-hmm, <laughs> you mm-hmm. might be in trouble. That's why a lot yeah. of back in the day a lot of the um the army lads used to just shave their heads when they come back mm-hmm. off off mm-hmm. off leave.
2: Yes, yeah. Whatever you want.
3: Up here they're doing swabbing, swab tests, cheek swabs a lot more than piss tests right off the bat anymore. Now the dog like hits cool. you. Um so that's a bit
0: trickier. It's yeah, for them places where that have piss tests, there's some dodgy rules sometimes, man. It's like the the person needs to be standing there looking at your dick while you're taking a piss to make sure that you're not faking it. But you can buy fake piss and you can buy even a fake dick, you know. <laughs> you can, man, you can buy all this. I know, but it, saying
2: that really sounds weird when you say, Yeah, you, you can know? buy a fake dick and fake piss <laughs> too. Like, oh. <laughs> Well, hey, I you know, it, it does sound a little odd there when you say that you know
0: is it, you have to go through these limps sometimes you know <laughs> the wizard <whiz-inator laughs> saves back blast. that's just too oh as well too many mm. puns. man it, that, just because you have to take a drug test doesn't mean that well, you have to quit smoking cannabis man but you know you, you have to figure out what works best for you and sometimes just getting some fake piss from i think alibango do that shit but i'm not entirely sure you can go and check you can get you know, stuff you
3: drink too that uh when i used to hang out yeah that flushes through your sweet yeah that was like their number one thing they sold and it's like <laughs> mostly for coke and stuff but uh you know the oil field here tests like a motherfucker and they all not all i shouldn't stereotype but a lot of guys like you know to party and uh mm-hmm. so that stuff works pretty well i think i never used it but yeah man is
0: that
1: yeah, a fake never. thing
3: in your pocket or
0: <laughs> you know, <the> <laughs> Shit, man. Yeah. So, you know, if you're doing a tolerance break, good luck to you. We salute you, you know. But if you're not doing a tolerance break, that's fucking cool, too. You know what's best, is not it? You know what's best? Just enjoy cannabis, man, and make sure that you have a good relationship with it.
3: And don't go I'd crazy to, like
0: I did. Yeah.
3: If, if you yeah. aren't doing a tolerance break, like most of us, uh, I'd recommend growing your own. <laughs> mm, yeah, health. for sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. If
0: you want to smoke a shitload of cannabis and and never have to worry about the price of it and shit like that, then yeah, you need to be growing your own, man. And you need to have grown enough of it as well. Yeah, definitely yeah. that's good advice right there. Even, Even if you can, are it doing a sounds tolerance like a strange
2: break. name. <laughs>
1: yeah. Sorry, Bubble. Yeah. Even if you are doing a tolerance break, weed's still fun to grow. Yeah,
2: yeah. True. Yeah, really is.
1: For sure,
0: man. And it can be much easier to have one I when mean, you're like, I've got about six weeks, and then this harvest is done, and then I can smoke again. And you can go in there and smell it like Oh, won't be long. Won't be long. <laughs> you know, it's good shit, man. The tolerance break can be fun, but it is a challenge sometimes as well. And when you come back to smoking weed, it's going to get you super fucking high, man. Like really high. You know, so be careful on the way back in as well. <laughs> you know? yeah. don't, don't smoke yeah. too much too quickly. You are not there. After a tolerance break, you're not at your same levels. You know what I'm saying?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, if, you, if you're taking a month <laughs> off smoking and then the first day back you're smashing half-gram dab if you're off the bat, that's that's not going to end well. Mm-mm.
0: Then you're going to have a psychedelic experience on cannabis. Mm.
1: Well, it might end well then. It just, <laughs> it just depends yeah, true. on true. what true. the definition of well is. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, we also
0: have some listener mail questions. If anybody needs help with tolerance, break or has any questions, you know where to find us. Just head over to perseysgrowroom.com. And we are always happy to help you guys over there. So if you have any questions or need any help or advice of anything like this, then just feel free to come and ask, man. It's always good to hear from you guys. So come and ask those questions if you need to. So we do have a, we have this one from Filmy Bowls, which is related to this topic. He says, they, in brackets, cannabis overlords, say the best time to take a cannabis break is February 29th to the 31st. What do you think?
2: Mm. uh well, most of the time yes i'd say three quarters of the time that's correct
0: yep <laughs> yeah yeah three quarters of the time you should be fine with
2: that. <laughs> the other the other year nah not so much
0: yeah so thanks for that film i thought we'd get that one in first <laughs> and then we have one from scooter reno and it's just related to cocoa and soil he says uh does cocoa need to always be moist I always heard that weed prefers a wet and dry cycle and watering a dry medium would help oxygen, oxygen be drawn through the roots. Um, do you want to take this one bubble? You, you are a cocoa grower. Do you know what's yeah. going on here with the whole wet and
1: dry? Thing? Yeah. You, you want it always to be moist in cocoa and it's not, it's, it's got nothing to do with the oxygen when it comes to cocoa and being moist. So cocoa, even fully saturated has more than enough oxygen in that uh, medium to help to feed the roots and everything. Right. The reason that you're wanting to keep cocoa moist is to prevent salt buildups. So once that starts drying out, the salts start locking in. So if you've got, if you've got a dry out period in cocoa, you're going to start seeing um, EC spikes. You're going to start seeing issues with the plant. You're going to start seeing pH spikes. So yeah, not that not the best of ideas to let um, to let cocoa dry out at all. I mean, this this is where I see most of my problems that mm-hmm. crop up in in a plant during summer is when I've got you know thirty five plus heat outside and the tents are just running flat chat trying to keep up and the the plants are drinking that much. You've got to stay on top of it because all it takes is one dry out period in cocoa for shit to go sideways. And it's about
0: evaporation as well, isn't it? Like you said, with the EC spike, yeah. e spike there. Well, when it's being drank by the plant and the food's being absorbed through the roots, it's not so bad. But when the water is evaporating, then the salts are being left behind in the medium. And that gradually rises the EC of the medium because the water's evaporating, the salts are being left behind. So, so the electroconductivity of the medium is getting higher and higher. And if the EC gets too high, because it say it's really dried out and it's left half of the salts in there, then that, that EC is going to be way too high for the plant and it will start causing burn and shit like that. Mm-hmm. And, um, salt buildup and it can lock out. the uh, And the pH will also change as well, depending on what salt's being left behind and how dry it is. So if you can keep it just a constant level of moistness, then the EC won't spike so much. It will stay about the same. And that'll keep the plant happy. But in soil, yeah, yeah, it needs to go through the wet and dry cycle, just uh, for purposes of tra- drawing more oxygen into the soil. You know more about that, TG, right? Because you're a soil grower. What do you think about the wet and dry cycle? Uh,
3: I never let my
0: soil dry out. Um, it's for... not completely dry out, right? But you let it dry out like the well, top couple of inches or something.
3: Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I let it get to like a super, super lightly damp sponge kind of consistency. If Mm -hmm. sometimes I let it completely dry out and that's bad. Mm -hmm. Um, Microbes and other things. That's right. uh, No, I try to keep mine like, yeah, like a lightly damp sponge. You know, if I I haven't just watered it, that's that's kind of the way I like to do it. Mm -hmm. So I don't know, I guess I like I don't water every every day i don't keep it like completely saturated in that sense where it's always like wet, wet mm-hmm. cycle but so you just have to remember
0: not... that you know people growing in cocoa know it looks like soil but it isn't soil it's a hydroponic medium yeah, no, that's it's, the a, it's a right grow there. medium it's not soil it's completely different man. so it needs to be treated differently
2: yeah in the like hydro just world bear that in mind. things are completely different in the hydro world and cocoa is a hydroponic media so yeah that's mm-hmm. just it oxygen is handled completely different in hydro Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: so yes i hope that helps you there scooter reno uh we have one from backblast and this is about hash it is when making ice water hash what size micron bags do you find absolutely necessary and what size is not worth the effort i'm currently using a 25 45 73 90 120 160 and a 220 as a work bag
2: so lots of different uh micron sizes there mm mm-hmm.
0: so, um, Anything. Monkey makes hash quite a lot, don't you, Monkey?
2: Not a lot. I make it about once a year. I make a good, good hash run. Um, I saw the question at Percy's, and now I am not a hash expert. I, when I do it, it's usually quick and dirty method, you know, one of those kind of things. Uh, I like to use the bigger bags up top. I like to use the 220 and the 160. That's mostly going to catch a lot of uh, plant material and vegetable stuff that you really don't want in your hash. Uh, the 120 bag will catch quite a few, usually for me, quite a few heads. And then below that, I'll use the 73. And generally, past the 73, if you put something down there, you don't usually catch much of anything in those lower bags anymore. Uh, the 25, in my opinion, is a complete waste of time. Uh, it yeah. it's, it plugs up super fast. Anything that you get in it, it's going to be low quality, lots of chlorophyll mm. and, and other stuff in it. So, yeah. So mm. I generally like to stop at the seventy three. That's just me, Bob. What do you think?
1: I'm I'm with you. Any anything smaller than seventy three, and you're um you are wasting time, and you're wasting yeah. a lot a lot of time. <laughs> because if yeah. you ever sat you try to, to filter through, shit yeah. through a twenty five micron, <laughs> oh, God, it good. takes forever. <laughs> yeah. mm. um, you yeah, know I, I haven't found any real benefit from. Um, going lower than 73 it, i mean because once you st- i mean i i press whole flour in a 90 gram in a 90 um micron bag mm-hmm. so you know and when i'm when i'm doing dry sift it's like 120 micron to 90 micron so you know you're going to find most of your heads and most of the stuff you want and the clean hash is going to end up around that point right. once you start going lower and lower and lower yes you're cleaning it up but what's the point at the end of the day? You know, yeah. it, you may get, you may get a little bit there, but it's gonna take you a hell of a lot of material to get to that. And it's gonna, it's not worth it, it at the end of the day. The difference between a 90 MU and a 45 MU, taste and quality wise, isn't massive. So,
0: yeah, that's it. And you said there is all about catching the heads, man. And that's the important thing. When you're making hash, you're trying to catch the trichome heads and they will only go through a certain size as well. So between the 120 and the 90 is best. And then 73 and below, you're not really catching the the, the resin heads of the of THC, TH. you know, the trichomes, but you got the stalk and the ball at the top. You're trying to catch all them balls, as many of them as possible. Mm -hmm. and most of them will fit nicely into the 120 to 90 and then anything under that you're not really catching the head so much you might catch some small ones but you get more like catching pieces of stalk of the trichomes then it's not the best stuff so tg is there anything you want to add to this no
3: no i think i'm not a big hash guy either so that all sounds pretty good
0: yeah and but just like anything man experiment backlash you have all of those so Use them all, man, and then you'll get all the hash from each bag and try each one, at each level, and see which one you preferred, man, see which one is the best one you think, and then just roll with that in the future, you know, experiment and figure out which way works best for you. It'll probably be the 120 and the 90, but it's going to be the best for you. So Check it out, man. Let, and let us know, of course. We'd like to hear from you. But using the 220, the 160, you know, after the 220, that's just going to catch a lot of plant matter as well. And that won't be very clean, nice hash. And you you want the uh, you want the cleanest stuff. But, you know, you can have the stuff from the 160 in, in the morning or something. And then when it's near bedtime, you want to hit the high quality shit, then go for the 120 or the 90 or the 73. Figure out what works best for you, man. And then let us know as well, because it's always good to hear from that kind of shit. I hope that answers your question. We have one more from Billy Bonds. He, he did send two. One of them was like uh, not cannabis related. It was something like, yeah, if Dr. Xavier from X-Men has telekinesis, so can you move things from his mind? Why is he in a wheelchair? And that was a very good question, Billy. Very good yeah. question. But uh, the, the most important question here is, I got 12 grams of hash from my 42 grams of trim. Is that a good return rate? Spun in a tumbler. Is, uh Billy has his Tumblr now. And it's like, I don't know if that's a, a good rate, really. I mean, you're probably getting a lot of uh, other stuff in
1: there. I mean, think that's, that's about, it's just under a that's quarter, a, isn't it? That's 30%. That's a 30% mm-hmm. return rate. That That is that is a good return rate. But when but you're looking at a return that, that high, it
0: that's it. It's like, what else are you getting in there other than just THC? Are you getting a lot when, of plants yeah. matter
1: in there as well? It comes down to the same as with the bubble bags. What micron are you tumbling at? <laughs> you know, if it's a one twenty micron, you're tumbling at anything smaller than one twenty is coming through that that gap. So it it's probably pretty good. But you if said you're it's a one hundred and fifty micron at, screen. One fifty, yeah. See that? So that's that's, right. that's not bad. That's that's fairly good. Um, the tumbler I ordered is one twenty. So. Because I know that anything under that, if I want to clean it up, I can just run it over the screens. But anything under one hundred and fifty is going to be pretty good. Once you start hitting sort of one hundred and twenty to ninety to one hundred and twenty, that's where you're starting to get into like full melt territory. So it's a thirty. I I would be happy with a thirty percent return rate. Let's just say that.
2: Yeah, I would too.
1: So it's not like it's bad, in it. It's
0: just that you you'd get a higher quality if you used a, a thinner micron. And then you'd probably be looking about eight grams rather than the 12. And But that would be a higher quality cleaner hash than the 12 mm-hmm. grams that you got. But if it's if it's still good quality at 12 grams of hash and 42 grams of trim, then it's not to be complained that, is it, mate? If you're enjoying it and it's high quality hash, then yeah, it's a fucking good return, bro. But you know, if you want to look cool. for something a little bit more high quality and then look for a little bit less of a return, then just get a
1: different size screen for the tumbler. Well, yeah, see one 150 is still considered um under a farmer's grade hash anyway. So, you know, anything, anything above 150 you're looking at at farmer's grade, which is basically dirty hash, right? So once you start going below that, you're just cleaning it up more and more. Uh, any, as I say, anything between 150 to 120, if you're getting a 30% return rate, that's perfect. Bang on. Yeah, Chobert just says in chat, and Chobert makes a lot
0: of hash. Mm-hmm. He knows what he's talking yeah. about. He said, under 50 is mostly crap. 49 to 180 range. Sweet spots vary according to the strain you grow. Board, broad spec may be better than one size. Try and yeah. see is a way to tell. That's exactly it. Just like we say, man, experiment, find out what works best. Mm-hmm. You no, know, if you get yourself a if you don't have it already, then get the 120 micron screen and try that out with some hashes and see what the quality difference is like and roll with it, man. See which one you prefer. Do you prefer getting the higher amount from the 150? Or do you prefer getting the cleaner, higher quality stuff from the 120? And just see what works that's best it, for you, yeah. man.
1: That's a that's a great tip. You can you know you can go out and buy um, you know, the canvas. Um, like the painter's canvas things, you can mm-hmm. get. Um, you can buy the screen, like the what do they call it? The fucking Look screen. I think the, you're talking about the timber bit. Yeah, you can buy. You can buy the timber bit on the outside, right? but Brings, they're cool. Yeah. 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 Canvas frames, right? So you can buy yourself a canvas frame on eBay, or buy a pack of four of those. They're like maybe a hundred bucks, you know, delivered. Let's say, and then. You can go and get pieces of um, of micron screening that you stretch over that, and you make yourself a set of screens at, at whatever micron you want for half the price of going and buying a set. And then if you've got a tumbler, tumble through. Once you've gone through that, then put it over the screens, separate it, and try each each one. Work out what you prefer. That's the beautiful thing about doing it yourself. You can you, you can afford to do that.
0: Emma. Yeah, uh, Hillbilly Herb said here, which is interesting. He said, I have to rejig my setup next round. I kept down to 25. Next time, our 160 to 75. And then put the 25 and the 190 together for the D-gens at the disc golf course. Uh, we have to uh, talk uh, about frisbees for Hill to- Hillbilly. You're going to fucking trigger me, bro. You're going to trigger me talking about frisbees.
2: You know no, no, no. <laughs> Frisbee dog brand.
0: Here we go. You know what I'm saying? You know the fucker he got another frisbee. Here we go. You know the missus bought him another fucking frisbee. He's still got it. He hasn't lost it. You know why? Because I don't take it out. He plays a fucking ball now instead. But but damn the dog smiles. But went out today, bought two squeaky balls, them they're specific what they called catchums or something. Specific balls for dogs, man. And uh the squeaky ones and he loves it bought two of them today 13 pound for two fucking balls by the way absolutely ridiculous the missus threw one of the balls and it went slightly to the right in the air you know she's got one of them sticks she threw that and it landed in some long grass lust like first walk and i told the dog was like yo find that ball bro you know he's a labrador retriever so he's got good sense of smell and shit and I just give him a few minutes and he was looking in the long grass and he found a fucking thing man he found it he's like damn you're a smart dog when he got back he had an extra special treat you know you know them rabbit ears you can get from the pet shop you know do you know these yeah you might not if you you don't have dogs you might not i mean you get these furry rabbit ears man he fucking loves them so he had two of them while the other dogs all had one because he deserved it for finding the (laughs) ball yes
2: Uh,
1: two ears instead of one yes Uh, i had to go to the pet shop the other day to buy um new jackets for our dogs it's getting colder and they mm-hmm. deserve a new jackets. So I'm standing there at the, you know, and as they do, they're like, "Oh, do you need any of this? Do you need any of that?" And right in front of it, it's just this big batch of frisbees. I instantly thought, I'm like, <laughs> I, I sh- They're they're only a dollar. I should buy ten of them and then just ship them to the UK for me making... And <laughs> be like, "Stop complaining, you
0: bastard. Yeah, yeah, he's
1: ten. Shut the fuck up about it. <laughs> no,
0: man, he would be so buzzing if he saw that coming through door. Be like, "Is that for me?" Yeah. <laughs> but anyway yes that is all of the questions that we have thank you everybody for sending in questions we hope we answered them well enough for you to know what the fuck we were talking about and that's what all we have to say about tolerance breaks right now you know just uh, decide for yourself do you need to take one probably not but if you do then we're here to help and I hope that this episode helps you understand what to do and helps you drag yourself through those shitty moments when you don't have any weed or where you have to quit smoking for a while no, that's just the way it goes sometimes. But you know, enjoy your tolerance break. It's an experience all the same. Whether it's good or bad, it's still an experience. Try and enjoy it. But that's it. I think we're ready to head to the outro screen. Anything to add here, anybody? Oh, Me. good, man. That sounds like no. Let's do the outro. And there we go, everybody. That was this week's grow guides. If you have any ideas or suggestions for things we can cover in future episodes of Grow Guides, then do feel free to get in touch. It will be good to hear from you. You can contact us over on Percy'sGrowroom.com. If you're not a member of the forum already, then get over there and sign up. What are you waiting for? It's free and it's a great community. So come and join us over on Percy'sGrowroom.com. You can also find us on our Discord server, which is linked in the description of this download. So click on that and come and join us on the Discord. If you haven't already, it'll be good to see you there. And you can also send me an email. Just email me at mackie at highonhomegrown.com and you can send questions for listener mail to that email address or the Discord or at versusgrowroom.com as well. So don't be shy. Send us a message with some questions and some suggestions for the future episodes of Grow Guides. It'll be good to hear about what you think. Anyway, thank you as usual for downloading and listening to the show. We appreciate every single download. So thank you very much for being here. I hope you've enjoyed the episode and I hope to catch you on the next one, which would be either the live show or the cannabis news and events, which will be released on Monday. So we'll see you then. Have a good weekend. Stay high, stay safe, and we'll catch you on the next one. Goodbye.